0: Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from, and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe.
1: Welcome to the last episode of Liberty Lockdown before I fly out to Reno tomorrow uh, to try and course-correct the trajectory of the Libertarian Party. Wish me luck. Today I have on Judge Andrew Napolitano. We dive into the tragic shooting in Uvalde, Texas, amongst many other pressing topics of the week. And before I do that, I figured I would give you guys the highlights of the first, I guess it's been three days now or so, of the World Economic Forum. And I have no idea if I'm allowed to talk about this on YouTube, but we're going to find out because they're talking about what they're going to do to our lives. I think it's only fair that we talk about what they're saying, don't you think? I think so. Uh, Before we get started, I want to thank the sponsor for tonight's episode, and that is The Daily Job Hunt. Go to careerhackers.com, sign up for The Daily Job Hunt. It'll give you an opportunity to become a better job applicant, uh, give you creative ideas on how to stand apart from other competitors in your field as well as follow your entrepreneurial path if you so uh, see fit. Go to careerhackers.com and sign up for the daily job hunt newsletter. It's free, cost you nothing, no excuses. And if you're looking around at the recession that might be coming, you might want to get on more stable footing when it comes to your career. Don't you think? I think so. Go to careerhackers.com. Let's get into the show. Here's a quick hit from our buddy, Our soon-to-be ruler, Mr. Klaus Schwab.
2: And we have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus, possibly, or other risks which we have on the global agenda.
1: I like how he just casually throws in there, other risks we have for the global agenda. Yeah, buddy, your agenda is not mine. And I don't like the fact that you even have a global agenda, to be honest, much less the fact that you get my taxpayer dollars to make your dreams come true. It's very offensive. And I will prove out that allegation in a few minutes when I get to the article demonstrating that we have sent them about $60 million over the past decade. Very fun. Let's see what else uh, Thug Life, Klaus Schwab, had to say about us.
2: If there's one session very precious for me, it is this one. Uh, Because... uh, I founded uh, the Global Shapers community just over 10 years ago. And now we have 500 hubs around the world in 500 different cities with over over 15,000 active Global Shapers. If I'm depressed, which I rarely are, but then I would go to one of the shapers' happen to recharge my my energy. I think uh, it's just amazing what uh, those young people are doing.
1: Thank you, thank you to Rebel News for that uh, highlight from Klaus. Yeah, so they've got these global shapers, and he says there's fifteen thousand of them around the globe. So instead of getting banned, I'm just going to say we got a lot of work to do, don't we? And here we have Klaus Schwab speaking with Albert Borla, who is the CEO of Pfizer.
3: Let's see what they have to say. With a vaccine, that we knew that there is a very fanatic group of anti-vaxxers that will go after us no matter what. They will claim that the sun didn't go up because people were vaccinated and that created issues with the crop. So
1: I haven't considered that. Oh my God, maybe the sun's not rising because of them.
3: I'm suing you. And one thing it is to sue you in the U.S. Another thing is to sue you in a country where the legal system is not up to that standards, or in Switzerland, right? So I think that's behind us. Uh, everything <laughs> went okay, and
2: now I think we can move on. I think we, we were we were <laughs> both uh, targets of the anti-vaccine movements and uh, conspiracy uh, people.
1: I love that they continue to call us anti-vaxxers when. The truth of the matter is I'm anti-force. That's it. Bodily autonomy. I haven't criticized or chastised anybody that chose to get it. I have simply... I'm simply furious with everyone that tried to force it in my body as well as basically every man, woman, and child on this planet. I think that's a little different. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Look at this smug fucking face.
2: Uh, Claiming that I had triple wonder what it is, Tri- triple um, uh, COVID, um, mm. yeah. Uh, some, well, was, uh, I think he got uh, hundreds of thousands of clicks and so on. Uh, I know you were also targeted. Um, I read one day, but was arrested by FBI. Yeah, same happened to me. <laughs> and there are pictures,
3: pictures of me and FBI officers. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, Could I never.
1: Well, give it some time, Albert. It's never too late. So,
3: The surprising thing it is that the same publication I found out because I uh, had published the previous one that was arrested was the Pope
2: by FBI. (laughs) (laughs) So ridiculous, yeah. So we are good uh, company. (laughs) (laughs) At least I was in good company. (laughs) But
1: (laughs) they thought we got arrested, but we never get arrested. We just kill everyone. It's fine. Now this is J. Michael Evans, which is the president of the Alibaba, Alibaba group. Uh, let's see what he has to say about, you know, I wanna get into more of like what they're actually planning and this gives you a pretty scary idea.
4: We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? <laughs> so, individual carbon footprint tracker. <laughs> Stay tuned. We don't have it mm. operational yet, but this is something that we're working
1: on. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I just love,
1: I love it. How we don't even have to make it up. We don't even have to deep dive. They will sit on a stage and put it out publicly as to what they intend for us. Let's listen to that one more time. Cause this is really, really horrifying.
4: Developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's what does it mean? Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker Stay tuned. We don't hmm. have it operating.
1: <laughs> I just want you to know that wasn't me that says that. Okay. <laughs> Someone in the audience goes, "Hmm."
4: <laughs> yet, but this is something that we're working on.
1: Oh, they don't have it ready yet, but they're working on it. Hope that makes you feel better. Doesn't make me feel good, bro. Not really interested in having you track where I go, what I eat, who I'm with, where I'm. You know, not none, none of that. None of that. Thank you very much. Now let's see what John Kerry has to say. This guy's always genius. He was almost the president of the United States, mind you. Horrifying as that is. Ugh.
5: You say, where do we stand now? We, we stand on a precipice. Um,
1: I'll agree there. We stand on a precipice of letting people like you control the world.
5: And if you pull back from the precipice and do the things we need to do, we have an incredible future ahead of us with the capacity to open up a brand new, unbelievable Uh, economy globally in the world's greatest transformation ever.
1: Uh, Last I checked, we had a pretty incredible economy that was global in nature prior to you destroying it. So stop.
5: As we move to a new energy economy, as we get pollution out of the air, which is what is causing the climate crisis, people forget. Greenhouse gases are pollution.
1: (laughs) People forget. What you exhale is pollution. Oh, man. I don't want to get banned, but you know how I feel about that.
5: And 15 million people a year die because of the quality of the air around the world, which comes...
1: Yeah, because of carbon, I'm sure.
5: Principally from fossil fuel burning that is not mitigated, abated... And so we stand on the precipice of being able to move away from that.
1: Yeah. Just moving away from the greatest technological innovations that have allowed for more abundance than all of human history, probably combined. Let's get away from that as rapidly as possible. Let's see what else John Kerry has to say.
5: You can run around the planet and there isn't any country on the planet that isn't feeling and living the impacts of the climate crisis. Droughts, fires, mudslides, floods storms with greater intensity that comes from the increased moisture coming from the ocean, which comes from the increased heat going into the ocean, because 90% of the warming of the planet goes into the ocean and the oceans, they are at risk. The chemistry changing faster than they have in millions of years.
1: They speak with such confidence and yet everything he just described existed prior to humanity. It existed prior to the industrial revolution. All of those things existed prior. So they're going to claim that it's gotten worse. Do they prove it? No, they just say it. Do all of their prior uh, promises of doom that didn't come true in the timeline that they laid out. Do they get held against them? No. Do they apologize for it? No. Do they explain it? No. They just continue. They just proceed as if it's irrelevant that the greatest, that the most successful documentary that got this started, uh, An Inconvenient Truth by Al Gore, said that we would be underwater right now. Does it matter? Does it matter that you guys were wrong? That we're now 20 years into this bullshit and, and you're still saying the same stuff? Does it matter? Does it matter at all?
5: And you can't solve the problem of the oceans if you don't solve climate. You can't solve the problem of climate if you don't solve the oceans people need to understand that you got to
1: solve the ocean good luck with that
5: 51 percent of the oxygen we breathe comes from the ocean so we're 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 dealing with a crisis here folks that's a crisis made by human beings you can run
1: it's a crisis made by human beings and me and all my friends flew here on our
5: g5s
1: or whatever they're called private jets you know what i'm saying They're hypocrites. They're frauds. They don't believe any of this shit. I really don't think they do. I know that sounds crazy. I don't think that they believe it. I think this is a pure power play. And somehow the American people and moreover, you know, basically white people across the earth have fallen for it. I don't know how, but they have. Let's check in with Xi Zhenwa, who's the special envoy for climate change for China, because you know, they really care about that.
6: Actually, China has to uh, take uh, proactive and uh, concrete uh, actions. Okay. And the President Xi actually also put forward the uh, dual carbon goals. Uh, like uh, President uh, uh, Brandon mentioned, that we do have goals. I think she just called him President
0: Brandon. <laughs> if, the, if she's referring to Biden and she called him President Brandon, I'm going to die. <laughs> the translator called him President Brandon. I didn't catch that the first time I listened. Holy shit. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon.
6: On carbon peaking and the carbon uh, neutrality. Actually, uh, we should remember that when we talk about the year 2030 and 2050, our commitment is before 2030, it's before 2060. And so to achieve our goals, a leading group has been established and we also have formulated one plus N policy framework. This N element means all stakeholders should do something to make their own contribution.
1: (laughs) The one plus N. Do you know what kind of self-control it takes for me not to make a crazy racist Chinese accent right now? tremendous self-control you guys should really appreciate that i'm not doing it i want to i want to but i'm not gonna (sighs) i love that china is using the phraseology of stakeholder capitalism if you know anything about china they don't give a fuck about any of this they don't give a fuck about any of it i think it's the best example of what i'm talking about when i say that you know carrie and all these other people don't believe it either china certainly doesn't believe it They are using our language and our principles against us to give themselves a competitive advantage, which is why they've only committed to 2030 or 2050, whereas America's trying to be the front runner and break our economy before China does, because China knows if we break our economy, it'll help them, ultimately, to become the reserve currency or whatever they intend, Uh, you know, the unipolar power of the world. This is all insane. Geraldine Mache of DSM, says that they're well i'll just let you hear it screw it
3: if you look at the food systems of today we are able to feed reasonably well about three billion people there's another three billion people who are unable to afford a healthy diet and there's a billion people who are simply undernourished and the people on the brink of starvation has tripled in the last
1: two years Oh, the last two years. What an interesting time frame. The amount of people that are struggling to eat in the past two years have tripled. Does it have anything to do with the lockdowns, which you all supported? All of you supported that. Oh, my God. I cannot stand these people. I have chills. I have chills because I'm trying to like reel it in. Oh, these people make me so mad.
3: So this picture is not good. And this is before we overlay an even worse impact from climate change. Oh, yes, know. yes.
1: It's climate change. Not the lockdowns. No, 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 no. Not the lockdowns. It's climate change. Not the. It's, it's not the fact that we stopped you from working and broke the supply chains that have tripled malnourishment over the past two years. But rather, it is climate change. Climate change, which, mind you. Got better over the past two years because you broke our economy, which I think was part of the reason you did it, to be honest. And now people are starving. Now you lament that and you point at climate change as the reason for that. It's all so fraudulent, so fucking fraudulent. You have the poorest people on earth starving to death because of people like you that sit on the stage and tell us how we're supposed to live. I don't know how anybody takes this seriously. I don't know how you aren't on trial. Why are you on stage and not in a courtroom? I don't get it. And just to show you that this is all part of the plan, the fact that we are suffering financially, economically, and in terms of supplies, certainly at the pump. Listen to what Biden has to say yesterday.
5: And when it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place. That God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger, and the world will be stronger, and less reliant on fossil fuels. When this is over, and when. It- they're telling you, they are telling you out in the open,
1: they're telling you that this is this is happening because this is their intention. They are hell or high water gonna shift us from carbon emission style energy production and use to quote unquote renewables. I don't need to get into the debate about whether or not it's all renewable. Just Just understand that every ounce of the financial pain that you are suffering under is a product of government intervention into the economy and energy production. That's a fact. And they are telling you that they're doing it. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're saying, God willing, by the end of it, we'll be better off. Listen to
5: it one more time. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over.
1: This is one advantage of having an invalid for a president, is that occasionally he tells the truth on accident. And he just did there. We're going through a transition right now, and it's painful, but God willing, we'll be better off at the end of it. Yeah, well, God willing, there is an end of it. Can we get to that end? I would appreciate it. Thanks. This is a pro-Ukrainian protester outside the World Economic Forum uh, event. I, I just want you to hear what what this propaganda is doing to the average person because it's really scary and funny
6: there is money the politicians have it the oil and gas companies have the money so and like you know and also like climate crisis it's here and like if you don't change our habits right now like the first world countries will have to wage wars for survival anyways in just 20 30 years, years the, the scientists have been warning us, and it's yeah. like, what have and, they been warning us of? Uh, that like we will like, the, the world is coming, like, into shit. how because
1: I mean, these people are so scared. I think it's sincere, I think it's sincere that she's scared, but it's just incredible. I mean, like, the IQ level on these people has to be like south of 60, right? Like, Look at her, look at the Look at the distance between our eyes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make it physical, but I just I just I, I struggle to have you know real respect or concern for people that have that have brought bought this propaganda. I know I'm supposed to be better than that. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Sorry.
6: Because of the climate change. What is the climate change doing? Well, it's making like havoc to the environment. How like... so? Well, um, okay, <laughs> where are you from? I'm an independent journalist from America, so I'd love oh, to hear your perspective okay. on climate change and how it's going to kill all of us. Oops. Uh, can we like go somewhere where it's oh, not
3: me. raining? <laughs> sure, of course.
1: Uh Christ, Christ Almighty! These people are not bright, man. I'm so—they're just not. It's so obvious. Um, how is the climate change affecting? Um, uh, can we go somewhere where it's not raining? Jesus Christ. I don't know this lady's role. Her names Inman Grant, but uh, she says something really concerning.
2: We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're we have increasing polarization everywhere, and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online. You know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh...
1: what. Oh Christ. Oh Christ. So we have to reevaluate human rights online. First off, what in the fuck is online violence? What is it? I mean, if it's a video of someone getting beat up, that violence is in real life. So I think she means words. Words are now violence. Like officially, words are violence to these people. That's so crazy. So we're going to have to reevaluate. Freedom of speech because y'all can't handle us trolling you online. That's really what it is because we're not, we're not doing anything to you violently. I I almost said something really bad. Anyways, let's see what else she has to say. It's almost done.
6: Yeah. Right of data protection to the right to child dignity.
1: I don't even know what that means. The right of data protection to the right of child dignity. It's like all just kind of like boilerplate woke nonsense but there is an important part in there that i'll play one more time because that that's crazy
2: oh so i think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online you know from freedom of speech to the freedom to you know to be free from on- online violence
1: what does it mean oh what does it mean i don't know what it means i honestly don't know what it means <laughs> and she says it all with a smile and it's just so bizarre because I think that they're sincere. I think they're sincere in what they're saying. But for the life of me, I don't understand it. Holy crap, it's bright. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to have online violence. You, gotta, you, you can't speak freely because words are violence and we have to protect people from violence. So you can't, you can't talk online. That's what I heard. I don't know what it means, but that's what they're saying. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're in so much trouble. This is Stefan Bonsell He is the CEO of Moderna. Let's get a little
0: good news, why don't you?
7: As Seth knows, we're now throwing those into the garbage. It's, it's sad to say. I'm in the process of throwing 30 million doses into the garbage because nobody wants them.
0: <laughs> in your fucking face, bitch. You try to force it in our body, but we didn't want it.
1: That's how the world works. And now you throw them in the garbage, and it's very sad. I don't give a fuck. I hope you go bankrupt. How about that?
7: Uh, We have a big demand problem. We right now have uh, governments. We try to contact not only Seth, we're doing great work with his team trying to get
1: demand into the countries. But also, I love that. Doing great work with his team trying to get demand into the countries. You don't get demand. You mean market to us and see if we want it? No, that's not what he means. Does it sound like he's saying marketing to you? It doesn't sound like it to me. What it sounds like to me is that he's saying, we want to get demand into the countries. And what does he mean by that? He means mandates. That's what they're doing. They are lobbying for mandates. Tell me I'm wrong.
7: We contacted through the Washington's, in, the embassies in Washington, every country, and nobody wants to take them. And so the challenge we have now is it's a very different situation than we had two years ago. The problem we had two years ago is there was no of capacity in the world, zero. The situation is very different today. Moderna has 3 billion doses of annual capacity. Pfizer has 4 billion doses. That's 7 billion doses. And the Chinese don't want the vaccines of mRNA. So if you just take the just the vac- Chinese population out, you have more than a dose per person. And as we just discussed, the issue in many countries is people don't want
1: vaccines. Oh, it's, so, it's such an issue. You know, that's that's what every businessman has to deal with. When you aren't a crony enterprise, you always have to deal with actually meeting market demands we don't want your shit so throw it in the trash file bankruptcy and deal with it big boy welcome to capitalism you fuck in the u.s people don't want vaccines
7: around the world we have a lot of people who don't want the vaccine as the prime safe and his team are working against so we don't have a capacity issue around the planet it is not true it was true two years ago it's not true today
1: yeah, we know it's not true. Thank you for Rebel News for all these clips. Oh, Christ. Deal with it, you bitch. Oh, my God. I love it. That was thrilling. Did that make you guys feel good? It made me feel good to see a CEO of a fucking big pharma company going,
0: Oh, I can't do my product. I can't force it into your body.
1: Good. Good. That means we're winning. Uh, I can't even talk about it openly. I, I want to, but... I've been studying the, uh, the excess mortality rate across the globe and look into it. Let me just put it like that. Look into it. Do your own research. You'll see it. It's not hard to find. Uh, we have a serious problem. We have a serious global problem. And it happens to coincide with the lockdowns and mandates. So you can connect the dots from there. Uh, I don't know definitively which of those issues created it. I don't know if it was sedentary lifestyle from being locked down or lack of exercise because the gyms were closed or something else. Wink. I don't know. Probably all of the above. But we are paying a huge price. Huge price and uh, people like Stefan might want to set some money aside for lawyers. Now let's hear from Joe Manchin, the guy who's the Democratic, uh, I think he's a senator, that tends to prevent the ending of the filibuster and things of that nature. Let's hear what he has to say. I'm sure it's something good, right? He's, he can't be that bad. me speak about Ukraine first, but Putin,
8: Putin's war on Ukraine and Ukraine's determination resolve and the sacrifices they've made for the cause of freedom has united the whole world, but it's united us as Senate and Congress. I think like nothing I've seen in my lifetime, I think we're totally committed to supporting Ukraine in every way possible as long as we have the rest of NATO and the free world helping. I think we're all in this together and I am totally committed as one person to seeing Ukraine to the end with a win. Not basically resolving in some type of a treaty. I don't think
1: that is where we are and where we should be. Can I just follow up Jesus Christ. I'm sorry the audio is so quiet on that one but uh yeah. So there you go. The party of peace, the Democrats saying no treaties. We are with them to the end until they win. What does that mean? Because it means to me, we are willing to sacrifice every last Ukrainian to make sure that Russia doesn't take the Donbass and Crimea. Does that sound like a reasonable position to hold? Especially when it's not our fucking country? Should that be the American decision to make? The, The Democrat Party is fucked up, man. Seriously. The fact that he would take that hard line of a stance, and this is considered to be the rational Democrat.
0: <laughs> Crazy. I'm going to ask you what you mean
8: by a win for Ukraine. I mean, basically moving Putin back to Russia and hopefully getting rid of Putin.
5: We'll speak about you.
1: Look at that. And he ends it with moving Putin back to Russia and hopefully getting rid of Putin. I just can't tell you how dangerous it is, guys. I can't tell you how dangerous it is for them to be talking about the overthrow of a guy who has the most nukes on earth. And they're all talking about it openly. I mean, it's dangerous enough to do it, you know, behind the scenes, but to say it out loud, that's what we're here for. And that's the only, that's the only outcome that we'll uh, accept. That sounds really dangerous. Like unspeakably dangerous. And yet they speak it. I don't know why or or how we've gotten to this position. I honestly don't understand it. It seems so crazy to me that I cannot believe that this is the predominant talking point from basically every politician I hear today. And it seems so detached from the American desire. I don't know, like, any. I I mean, granted, yes, I have my own bubble here. But, like, you don't even see that being a talking point amongst the majority of people online. You know, like normies. Like We're not talking about that. This seems to be completely force-fed. Like World War III or at minimum some sort of miraculous overthrow of Putin without spiraling into World War Three, is the official position of the United States government. It's so dangerous. It's crazy. You know when we used to talk about central bank digital currencies a couple of years ago and they would say, ah, there's no plans for that. Well, Davos yesterday. Here we go
6: fast forward five years. Do we have a central bank digital coin out there in the world that is being utilized on a daily basis, whether it's wholesale or retail, and it becomes a superior system? Francois, yes or
3: no? Uh,
5: We have several experiments which are not very far from that. They are not yet generalized, but they could be Let's say in the next three years, probably. It will go.
1: So not five years, three years. I hope you caught that.
5: Quicker on the wholesale side, yes. I guess, because yes. it raises yes. less sensitive questions.
6: Yes. Axel. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, I'm quite I'm
7: glad to hear what you're saying, uh, Francois, on, on the wholesale uh, digital, currency, digital currency, not coin. Uh, I am also a believer that will come in five years. Yes. What I try to say is obviously, you know, we still have those huge legacy environment, they need to migrate as well. So we will not yet see all the benefits coming through, but it will come and will be much more efficient. also probably much more secure, uh, lowering transaction costs on the retail side. I'm much more skeptical. Uh, Certainly call it for the established economies.
1: Yeah, so there you go. Through the banking side, they think it'll probably be three years. It sounds like this guy doesn't think it'll hit retail. Uh, within five years, but the other guy sounded pretty optimistic. So far as I'm concerned, you have until 2027 at most, I would plan on 2025 to start to see serious rollouts of central bank digital currencies. And that, my friends, is not acceptable. You probably thought I was going to say not good. No, 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 not acceptable. If you have widespread adoption of central bank digital currencies, privacy is dead. The ability to push off mandates, gone. Can't do it. And do you know why? Do you know why if you have a central bank digital currency that you can no longer uh, reject mandates? Because they can shut off your fucking finances. They can make it impossible for you to eat. Now, I'm a pretty tough guy. But if they say, all of your money is now ours, and you can no longer eat, I might cave. It's either that or war. So yeah, I think 99.9% of people, well, hopefully not, hopefully only 90% would say, okay, just put whatever you have to in my body. But my God, it's coming. It's coming. No conspiracy theories here, folks. This is them saying it. Now let's hear from Dan Crenshaw on what he thinks about the World Economic Forum.
9: sort of danced around the topic of the World Economic Forum. Um. Uh, the great reset we talked about a little about the covid conspiracy to shut everything down the we got the border issue at hand yeah. uh, where do you see the the great reset right now and then where's it where's it going over the next 4 to four 6 well, years I don't know if I danced around it I just don't know anything about I mean, it there, there were a I, lot of subjects that touched the great reset or at least
1: you heard that right Dan Crenshaw doesn't know anything about it all right continue
9: the philosophy of the great reset yeah i, I just don't know much about it Okay, like, and I don't, I don't care either. I, it, you know, it, I, I think we're obsessing over it on the right a little bit. And look, I, I, have been to the website, and I saw, okay, this is, okay, this is why people are saying that because I did not look into that. Okay. okay, they say something about a grave reset. I don't look into it any more than that.
1: Why not? <laughs> I mean, seriously, why the fuck not? Why would you not look into it any more than that? You're a sitting congressman. You know that it's the Wealthiest people on Earth, all meeting at a convention to talk about how they were going to implement their plans for what amounts to global government. I don't look into it any further
9: than that. I think it's probably because you know a lot more about it, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Look, it's it's a bunch of people. It's a it's an organization that has no real power. I mean, yeah, they're they're look. There's always going to be people that that maybe. I, I think what they mean by "great reset" is the same thing the Democrats are always saying about, about, you know, what kind of infrastructure they want to invest in, redistribution of wealth, that kind of thing, more open immigration. I mean, it, it's, it's what you think it is, I believe. Yeah. Um,
1: but I, lo- I love how he's just constantly trying to represent himself of like not really knowing, but then he knows all of it, but then it's like, it's, it is true, but it's not anything to worry about. It's interesting line he's trying to walk.
9: But you know, I think when you call it the Great Reset, it sort of, it sort of, it, it sort of indicates that there's like a secret, you know, power cabal under yeah, it all. Yeah. and it's-, it's
8: not a secret,
1: Dan. I hate, oh, this is, this is the game. This is the game that they're playing. They constantly make it sound as if we are conspiracy theorizing. No, no, no. We are conspiracy analyzing. We are, Witnessing it. We are watching it. We are talking about it because y'all are talking about it. That's it. And we're not saying it's a secret. None of us are saying it's a secret.
9: We're saying they're out in the open talking about it. Every day. Every fucking day, Dan. Every day. It's not so secret, it's just the Democrat Party. So, like, again, I I just want us to like it's not just the Democrat Party. It's not. And he knows that lying, fraudulent. Cunt. Take a step back. Like it's not. It's not a conspiracy. It's. A, it is a political platform. Sure. But just like, just you know, we we sound a little crazy <laughs> when we start talking about like some sort of like secret, secret cabal. Um, yeah. Just just fight the Democrats. It's the same thing.
1: I I really don't like him. Really don't like him. And now let's see if Dan really knows nothing about it. Oh, wait a second. Here's a flyer. says the Forum of Young Global Leaders Shaping the Future. Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the WEF, created the Forum of Young Global Leaders in 2004 to help the world meet increasingly complex and interdependent problems. In fact, that's what the earlier clip I showed of Klaus bragging about is how he's got 15,000 operatives all over the globe that are helping with him. Well, these are the political leaders that he's talking about. Uh, you got Alexander Soros, son of George, Tulsi Gabbard, hero of the Libertarians. I'm not sure if that's justified. Dan Crenshaw, who pretended as if he knows nothing of it. And yet, I would imagine he had to go to some sort of conference to become a young global leader. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, David de Rothschild, you know where he's from. And Megan Rapino out of left field, who, you know, just fought for... Marxism in soccer, very cool. Uh, So yeah, Dan, you're a liar and a fraud and you're busted. You're busted, bud. Yeah. This is a bipartisan issue. They will portray you as a conspiracy theorist if you talk about it. And I've just shown you a bunch of highlights of all of these people, very wealthy, very powerful people sitting on stage, telling you exactly what they plan to do with your life. Is it a conspiracy? Or is it out in the open? I think it's a conspiracy, which is out in the open. They are conspiring in broad daylight to tell you exactly what they plan to do with you and your economy and your, your way of life forevermore, if you don't stop them. And Dan Crenshaw happens to be part of it, Mr. One-Eye Willy, piece of shit. Just to prove out my earlier allegation that the taxpayers are, in fact, funding the World Economic Forum, since 2013, WEF received nearly $60 million from U.S. taxpayers. I may have said $80 million earlier, my mistake if so, but it was $60 million. Uh, the auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found that under the Trump administration, the WEF received $33 million, which outpaced the $26 million in second-term Obama-era funding. So, in fact, the WEF got more funding under the Trump administration. Very cool, Trump. And it goes on to say... How did WF soak up nearly 60 million in US taxpayer funding since 2013? It was mostly through State Department USAID, CRA. Uh Taxpayers paid <clears throat> 16 million to support the WF Grow Africa program, which facilitated trade partnerships between agricultural businesses and African governments. Another 43 million went to WF's Global Alliance for Trade Facilitation program, where they plotted to lock down the economy, I'd imagine. <laughs> to, quote, boost competitiveness and business conditions, which are key drivers of inclusive economic growth and poverty reduction, end quote, in developing countries. (laughs) Smells like communism. So there you have it. The World Economic Forum and all all its glory in their own words with a little bit of commentary from your friend and lover, Clint Russell. Uh, You should be concerned about these people, okay? You should. Whether or not they can actually successfully implement everything that they talk about? God willing, no. But if you're going to just pretend like this is some far-fetched Alex Jones conspiracy, when they are openly talking about it and publicly stating it and putting it out on the internet, I'm sorry. That's not how this world works. You can't talk about it and then call me crazy for saying, hey, why are you saying that? No, no. That's not how it works. Can't do that. So I'm going to continue to call them out until they uh, shut me down, because I think it's something that we all should be paying attention to. Before we get into the interview with Judge Andrew Napolitano, and it is a banger, so do not miss it. I want to thank the other sponsor for tonight's show, which is Expat Money Summit. Uh, they are an upcoming online summit by my friend who's been on the show, Mikhail Thorpe from expatmoney.com with over 30 experts who are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. It's free to attend. ExpatMoneySummit.com. Reclaim your freedom from chaos and uncertainty. Topics will include how to secure your own Plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find freedom for yourself and your family, most importantly your family, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions and get in and out of different countries' borders. You will learn also about a libertarian island, haven, private cities, communities on the ocean, and food and energy independent towns in Latin America. That sounds very interesting to someone like me. Register now for free at expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what is happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Register now for free, Summit. Dot .com let's get into the episode with judge knapp you guys are going to love it it's that time of week again we are joined by the legend judge andrew napolitano the host of judging freedom thank you for joining us sir
8: oh pleasure it always is clint
1: well uh, sad news starting off today as you're well aware uh there was another school shooting in uvalde texas and uh I don't want to get caught up in all of the debates about guns and what we can do and how to fix it and all that, but uh, I just wanted to see. It seems likely that there's going to be another push for gun control uh, from the federal government. Biden has been signaling it very aggressively online today. Uh, What could Congress or the president do via executive order to further limit gun ownership without running afoul of the Supreme Court?
8: Well, Congress uh, can do all kinds of things without running afoul of the Supreme Court, except that's a um, a loaded question, because the Supreme Court is about to rule uh, on a case challenging New York State's right to carry law, which is very, very restrictive. It's as restrictive as where I am in uh, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And from the oral argument uh, at the time, it appears that they're going to invalidate New York's law and set down standards that will make it much easier to carry. However, if you're worried about what Joe Biden can do on his own, yeah, I suppose he could um, unleash the ATF to enforce federal regulations more rigidly, mm. which will be a pain in the neck when you're buying weapons and, more importantly, when you're buying uh, ammunition i don't think there's anything Congress can do because they're not going to get 60 votes uh, in the Senate sure you know whatever they do it it presumes the the unthinkable first that our second amendment liberties are somehow subject to the review and approval of a bureaucrat which they're not, none of our liberties, if they're truly liberties, are subject to the approval of anybody. Second, that somehow, and this is what's insane, Clint, a person willing to slaughter 19 children or 10 people, 19 children in a schoolroom or 10 people in a supermarket is somehow willing to obey gun laws. You know, these people are maniacs. The only language they understand is their own, which is violence. Mm -hmm. And in both cases, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. In the Buffalo supermarket, no one was armed except a retired cop who hadn't qualified with his gun in five years. He fired five shots uh, at the killer and he missed all five times. Mm -hmm. In the school, well, federal law and Texas state law prohibits carrying a gun in a school. There's a provision in Texas state law that would allow the Board of Education to to apply for an exemption which this Board of Education did not. So what was there to protect those kids? Nothing, the door wasn't even locked. Mm -hmm. There there wasn't even a -a rent-a-cop there, nothing. He walked into a classroom and slaughtered everybody or nearly everybody in the classroom. It's reprehensible. So at the front line, it's the government's fault because it has emasculated our ability to defend ourselves. But we also have in this country, You and I have talked about this. You'll be talking about this this weekend at the Libertarian Party Convention uh, in Reno, which I wish I were able to attend. We have in this country a culture of death, and it is instituted and caused by the government, by presidents who boast about their killings, uh, by news media constantly showing and glorifying war, Uh, By a defense budget, which is 100 times what it needs to be, uh, by talking about and and accepting killing as if it were commonplace. The military should not be glorified. It should be kept in a box until we need it. The defense budget should be radically less. We have 900 military installations around the world. They all should be closed. All of this contributes to the culture of death. Now, that's not to absolve these killers. It is their fault, not the fault of the gun. But Certainly. they live in an environment different from the one in which you and I grew up in, and you're young enough to be my grandson. But still, neither of us grew up in this culture of death, which now pervades. And I'm sorry I went on for so long.
1: No, that was great. And I I, I couldn't agree more. I, I I think that what a lot of people who are not privy to the, uh, you know, the nature of government and, and what our politicians have done throughout our lifetimes. I don't think that they understand the type of rage that you probably feel because I feel it when I hear someone like Joe Biden get up and, and talk about how we must disarm the American people because you know, by God, what what must what must what more must you see? And it's like this guy has his voting record. Has resulted in more death and destruction than maybe any living politician, and it's just it's so detached from reality. Like the the fact yes. that they can pretend to have some moral high ground from which to speak, when we are currently, uh, you know, creating the what amounts to a borderline genocide in Yemen by uh, backing the Saudis. It's like how how does anybody take these people seriously? And I think it's right. just a disconnect from the truth of what's actually happening.
8: Correct. When, when the shooting in uh, Buffalo happened two weeks ago, uh, Governor Hochul uh, of New York took to the microphones. I think the shooting was on a Saturday. She took to the microphones on a Sunday morning, and she blamed the Constitution. She yeah. blamed freedom of speech, <laughs> and she blamed the right to keep and bear arms. She didn't blame uh, the killer who was in one of her jails at that point. Ironically, the weapon that he used, which she blasted, As if it were an atomic weapon, is the same weapon carried by the 10 bodyguards who surround her wherever she goes. (laughs) Come on. I mean, you can't make this stuff up.
1: Oh, that's incredible. I did not know that either. (laughs) Um, So, uh, pivoting slightly, but still along the lines of what the president is empowered to do, uh, Biden once again allegedly gaffed. I think it's intentional. He's now done it three times, uh, but he has made the declaration that the U.S. will militarily defend Taiwan uh, against
8: China. Is he empowered to do so? Regrettably, yes. The hmm. War Powers Resolution, it's a, it's a an act, it's a statute. For some strange reason, they call it a resolution. The War Powers Resolution was enacted over President Nixon's veto. Interestingly, Clint, Nixon vetoed it because he thought it crimped shrunk, impeded presidential power. In reality, it gives some of Congress's war-making power to the president. So this is one of those statutes which never has never been challenged. It is profoundly unconstitutional. It allows the president to deploy United States military in an unlimited amount. He could send a half a million troops to Taiwan if he wanted to for 180 days. After 180 days, after 90 days, he has to report to Congress. After 180 days, he needs Congress's uh, consent. So this is again just like portions of the Patriot Act, lawful but profoundly unconstitutional. In this right. case, it is also insane to taunt China and make this suggestion. Now, back in 1980, at the in the waning days. Uh, of Jimmy Carter, our treaty with uh, Taiwan, which required us militarily to defend it, was abrogated. And since then, we've had this sort of ambiguous relationship with Taiwan because Carter uh, began the one China policy. You remember the history. Mao Zedong and his thugs chased Chiang Kai-shek and the more freedom-oriented Chinese government off the mainland and they decamped in Taiwan and Taiwan became uh, free and extremely um, uh, successful economically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Joe Biden should have included Taiwan in his, in his quad. They should have made it a quint when he was meeting with Japan, uh, South Korea, India and himself being the fourth, they should have included Taiwan in there. Taiwan is an economic uh, miracle, which uh, is. Of, of which the mainland Chinese are jealous, but it is hardly worth a drop of American blood. So I don't know if he said that just to get President Xi's attention, or because he really believes it. But I don't think there's any more um, uh, taste. For American troops on the ground in Taiwan, although there are a few thousand there already, uh, then there would be a taste for American troops on the ground in Ukraine.
1: Apologies for the quick interruption, but I wanted to tell you about our friends over at Young Americans for Liberty. Go to yaliberty.org forward slash knock, K-N-O-C-K, yaliberty.org forward slash knock, K-N-O-C-K. They are recruiting right now for what are called election coordinators. They are the front lines for Liberty on YAL-endorsed deployments. Election coordinators will flood the district of an authentic Liberty candidate through grassroots door knocking. This is not a volunteer position. This is an opportunity to dive headfirst into the political action world, serve as a real field staffer, meet lifelong friends and travel the country. Each election coordinator will deploy in an assigned district serving on location and meeting real people every day. Training will be conducted on site and team members will work with a partner to achieve their goals. Election coordinators are provided up to $2,800 a month in starting pay plus 100% free housing, yo, plus gas reimbursement, W-O. They want to ensure that they have the best talent pool possible, which is why they're paying such a great starting wage and benefits. And the reason is that they are out to elect pro-liberty candidates. And you know we need those desperately. And they are willing to do what it takes to ensure that they win. Again, go to yaliberty.org forward slash knock. That's K-N-O-C-K. Well, that's that's exactly my concern is that it the the propaganda push seems to have been, you know, kind of bifurcated where you have the left has been propagandized to believe that Russia is all evil and we must do whatever it takes uh you know whatever sacrifice is necessary to defeat Putin and the right has been propagandized to a lesser extent but a significant amount uh, against China um and I'm not fond of either of those nations but I'm certainly I'm less fond of nuclear holocaust so uh are, are are one of these uh are, are one or both of these inevitable conflicts that you expect us to see in our lifetimes
8: Oh, boy. I think something's coming. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden announced, it was a very low-level announcement, libertarians caught it, Uh, the anti-war folks, who are our friends, uh, caught it, Uh, that he's sending special forces to guard the embassy in Kiev.
9: Hmm.
8: Clint, special forces are not bodyguards. <laughs> they don't shave. They don't wear uniforms. They don't sit still. Right. They are aggressive, offensive military. They are there only to kill somebody, not to protect a building. The Marines are there, and I'm not denigrating the Marines, but the part of the Marines' statutory assignment is to protect all the embassies. Why are you sending offensive military there? be in a defensive posture unless you're preparing uh, for something. Look at the numbers that that we're sending them. It's now up to $56 That's more than the total defense budget of Russia, annual budget. That's Mm -hmm. more than the total annual budget for the entire government of Ukraine. Are all of those dollars going to reach Ukraine? how much will be siphoned off how much will be destroyed Rand Paul was not only courageous in holding this up he can only hold it up for a week but he was right there's no human being to account for where this stuff goes and where it ends up
1: yeah and and yet even that was not an addition to the bill that they were willing to consider it just goes to show uh how how willing they are to have no oversight. They just want it to be a, a shotgun of money to these people.
8: They wouldn't even allow his amendment to be voted on the floor. <laughs> That's how uh, pro-military, pro-death, pro-culture of death, the Republican and Democratic leadership has become. In this area, it's a one-party government. It's just big government at maybe a few lefties, and maybe a, a, in the Democratic Party, and maybe a few libertarian-ish types in the Republican Party will vote against it. But the overwhelming majority of both parties—remember, this is more money than Joe Biden asked for. This is seven or eight billion more than he asked for, thanks to Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, um, Kevin McCarthy, and Mitch McConnell.
1: Yeah, well, they,
8: I, I am disgusted with these people. I'm me, me too. The the uh, deepest I, of deep states. Yes.
1: Oh, God. So it sounds as if you think, and I know you've had some incredible uh, conversations on your show with, with Scott Ritter. It sounds as if you think that, that Russia is the more likely war for us to end up in instead of China. Is that a fair assessment?
8: Yes. Yes. Scott has been a terrific. Colonel Doug McGregor, I commend oh, him yes. to you. He's fantastic. Phil Giraldi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the name. CIA agent who told George Bush... What a fool George W. has made of himself this week. Another story for another time.
0: Yeah, no kidding. But
8: Phil Giraldi told George Bush to his face in the Oval Office that Saddam Hussein did not have weapons of mass destruction and an invasion of Iraq would be a disaster. They Mm -hmm. threw him out of the Oval Office. The next day, he resigned from the CIA. Now, Phil is older than I am, so he's been around the block. Phil is fabulous in explaining the intelligence aspect of this colonel mcgregor and scott ritter are fabulous in explaining the military side of this whenever i have the two of them on my numbers go uh through the roof roof, and the emails are uh, are over the top but you don't see them on fox or cnn or msnbc you don't see them anywhere except on places like yours and mine and colleagues of ours
1: no they're they're astounding i mean they're Ability to explain these really complex matters in ways that I, it, someone who's not military-oriented can understand is, is really profound. I highly recommend people go check out those videos on your channel. They're amazing, and they're already going viral, so I'm sure many people have already seen them.
8: Um, you know, we but- have sliced and diced them and put them on TikTok. Oh, nice! You are only imagine. I don't know what the politics of the average TikTok viewer is, <laughs> but they're going viral. Even I never heard of TikTok before a month ago. <laughs> they're going viral on TikTok.
1: <laughs> well, good. I mean, we need some truth getting out there. However, we got to do it. Um. So, final question for you. It, I like to end the show on a on a good note since we covered some really dark things. Um. It appears that we took a, a minor victory over the past two weeks since I had you on last, where Nita Jankovic has stepped down from her ministry of truth, uh, presidency or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it does seem as if it's not fully going away, but I guess that's my question for you. It, do you think that they are, as Jen Psaki would say, circling back and that they're going to come come with this plan still to uh, have a overt censorship mechanism within the no, United States government? I,
8: I think old Joe suffered terribly over this. Okay, And I think whoever uh, suggested it uh, has been admonished. But I'll tell you what they are doing. I don't know if you followed the case of Professor Joshua Katz at Princeton University. Every uh, educational institution that receives money from the government signs an agreement to be bound by the Bill of Rights Mm. as if they were the government. The Department of Education is supposed to threaten to take money back or investigate when they don't respect people's freedom of speech. The Biden Department of Education is looking the other way when the freedom of speech of conservatives and libertarians is suppressed with impunity on college campuses and with the good graces of the administration. That's what just happened uh, at Princeton. I'm sure it's happening. Professor Katz is lucky. He's got a lot of friends like me and others in the media who Mm -hmm. are uh, publicizing this. But I'm sure there are many other professors suffering at the hands of progressive administrations uh which under the law are not supposed to do this so they're supposed to guarantee the same freedoms that you and i have in the streets
3: mm-hmm. that's wow. how
8: biden that's how biden will suppress speech it's a circuitous right. route that only people like you and i and people that follow this stuff would even be aware of it
1: yeah well sinister and very difficult to stop that's the that's the problem and that's kind of been the name of the game I, I think that's also uh similar to how they've they've kind of backdoored censorship where they drag representatives from twitter and facebook and google and whoever else up onto capitol hill and they tell them if you don't do it we will it's like well we will no you you can't you can't right. but well the last so- thing
8: in the world we want the last thing in the world we want is the government involved in the freedom of speech yeah. I think I told you I had a, a public dispute. I won't call it an argument because he was my friend, God rest his soul, Justice Scalia, mm-hmm. over whether or not the government has the freedom of speech. He argued that it does. And he used as an example, oh, the library is closed. One-way street. Here's where <laughs> you go to get your uh, Social Security check. I said, Nino, that's not what I'm talking about talking about the government competing with individuals in the marketplace of ideas well of course the government has freedom of speech no it doesn't it's a natural right it comes from individuals the government is an unnatural organization based on violence it doesn't have the freedom of speech (laughs) and yet it acts as if it does
1: yeah and and it acts as if we don't (laughs) which is even more sinister well thank you so much for your time judge uh tell people where they can follow you
8: well, you can get everything I've written on judgeknapp.com and you can get my pop-ups and my long form, with they're not that long, they're 20 minutes, uh, interviews with these wonderful people like you, um, on judging freedom. Now you yes. got to give a hug to all my friends that you'll see this weekend, starting <clears throat> with Ron Paul and going down to the <laughs> lowliest member there. This is from Judge Napolitan.
1: <laughs> I love it. And this is going to be my first, I've, I've got to see, uh, dr ron paul speak once in orlando at uh Yale revolution but i have never actually get to meet him and now that i'm you know probably in the inner circle of of the libertarian realm i hope i actually get to oh, share I'm a few sure words with him he's,
8: incredible uh, he's very warm and engaging it's a meeting you won't forget just like i don't forget the first time i met him
1: oh, thank you incredible. clint see
8: you soon appreciate it all the best
1: now am i a liar or was that a banger that was a banger Thank you so much to Judge Knapp. Make sure you guys go over to Judging Liberty and subscribe to his channel on YouTube. It is blowing up, and I am so grateful that he gives me a bit of his time every week. It's been great to get to know him, and he is constantly more insightful than I can imagine. He's really that good. Uh, So I hope you guys are really enjoying that. Before we get out of here, I want to thank you for being supporters and those that aren't supporters yet. Thank you for being a supporter in the future, because I know you're going to do it eventually. Uh, If you could like, comment, subscribe, that helps if you can't afford to support the show. And if you can afford to support the show, just five bucks a month would really help out. Go to libertylockdown.locals.com. I'm trying to use that revenue to grow the show. That's it. I'm not trying to get rich here. But if you believe in the message, if you believe in what I'm doing here, I spend a hell of a lot of time on it. Uh, Doesn't cost you much. And it can really help if I get enough people doing it, which is the whole idea. Go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a supporting member of the show. And I will do a subscriber-only AMA, where you get to come on. You could ask me questions about finances or anything. Anything you want, you can come on stream with me and actually ask, give me information about your financial situation if you want, and I can try and help you out. Uh, None of this is financial advice, obviously. And I also wanted to uh, thank people who are leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As I do from time to time, I will read those off. So first up, we got Native Texican says, eye-opening. Thanks for explaining what's really going on in our financial markets uh, in a manner that even a simpleton like me understands what is looming. I get it now. Thank you. It almost seems to be intentional. Good thing they would never do something like that. They would never. (laughs) I appreciate the support for the five-star review. Uh, It's always, always helpful with the algos. We're almost at 400, so that's great. Engine 84 says, one of my favorite podcasts. Great work, Clint. What's up with the 20 missing minutes at the end of the Robbie the Fire episode? It's this weird thing that happens sometimes with uh, with audio-only version of my episode. Like, the file's fine, but during the upload on SoundCloud, it'll cut, like, the last 20 minutes. So that's what happened. I apologize. If you missed it and you want to hear it, go to the YouTube, and you will actually be able to see those last 20 minutes. They were there. Just SoundCloud screwed me, and I don't want to pull it down because it messes with the downloads. And last but not least, just to show once again that I will read off reviews even when they're negative. And this is a good one to prove that I'm not an anti-Semite because this guy is. His name's EBD, calls me a pedo-apologist, I don't know why, and says, bringing on Roy Cohn's buddy, Roger Stein, a.k.a. Stone, (laughs) is enough to tar baby this Jewish-controlled opposition bar. None. Waking up won't happen here. He is simply telling you what they plan to and are doing to all the goyim, as they call us. You sound pleasant. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, So I'm not going to take your one-star review seriously. I hope that you go to therapy. And last but not least, if you'd like to support the show, go to toplobstead.com. Pick up a Liberty Lockdown shirt. It's a great way to spread the message. And if you see me in Reno, come over, say hi. I love uh, meeting listeners. You guys already feel like you know me. I like to get to know you when I get to run into people at these events. And let's pray for the best in the outcome with the votes. Mises Caucus, let it rise. See you next time. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all.
0: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you are riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood, lefties, lyrical, feppin'. A type over Luke might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now nah, the shit <laughs> back. Peter Quinonez Invite me on Which podcaster Sends custom songs Part of the problem Nah I stand with the people Dave showed the way But I am unequal. Flying of liberty Now hear me roar Beat running out But I got a bit more Robbie the fire Always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich Now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick But you're welcome to quit I went over BLM With a fire I spit Friends against government Just call us fags Copy the Cairo Put mummies in the bag Liable opinions Get thrown on the ground Silky smooth time Was the only sound Getting so hot